It's the last chance. <laughs> name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So, today, the third week of Hatur, we hear this gospel about discipleship, but just to put it a little bit into perspective, we have the idea that in the month of Kiyak, which is the next Coptic month, we celebrate the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The Word of God comes down and becomes human in order to relate with us. St. John Chrysostom speaks about Christ, speaks about God in ways that would shock you, to be honest. He says, God was in love with a harlot. And he takes this idea to, to the most awkward extent. He says, God was in love with a harlot, wants to get her attention. Of course, he is divine and, and she is human. So in order for him to come and to be noticed by her, he also becomes human. But he doesn't just become human, he goes through all the steps of humanity, taking his time in order to be able to win this harlot over, this prostitute over. And when we think about the great humility of our God, that he came down in order to take flesh and be among us so that we would fall in love with him. When we we pause and think about this great step, we see that the church is trying to prepare us trying to prepare us to welcome Jesus Christ. So it's almost like a two-month preparation. Just as the seeds were sown in Hatur, we read that twice last last week and the week before, we read about the sower, going out to sow seeds. So Christ has come down in order to produce fruit within us. The seeds of Hatur, it's like in the liturgy, how we have the readings, and we're listening to the Word of God, and then kiyak is like when we partake of the body and blood of Jesus Christ at the end of liturgy. So we have these two months kind of back to back preparing us. And in today's gospel, there is one question that our Savior is assuming we have answered. And we have to ask ourselves, have we answered this? This question is, do I want to be his disciple? Do I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? And if I want to be, I have to count the cost. Like he says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down, count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it or not, lest he builds the foundation and cannot finish it. And every mock him, everybody mocks him and says, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king goes to war and does not and does not sit first sit down and consider whether he can with ten thousand defeat those who have twenty thousand? So in considering the idea of discipleship, and one more actually says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, his mother, his wife, his children, his brothers, his sisters, <coughs> and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So in counting the cost of discipleship, we have to understand 
that God has to have a real place in our lives. A place where He can say something and we're able and ready to listen and to do it. Now if we can go back to the metaphor of the sower sowing seeds, this would be the idea of the ground that's able to receive the seed and produce fruit. If we want to produce fruit, we have to be good ground. And if we want to be good ground, we have to work on being good disciples. We're, we're coming to a wonderful part of the year, which is the Nativity Fest. And during this time, we can put our focus and our effort and our energy into developing those discipleship skills. Discipleship skills of obedience, of humility, of self-denial. All of these are extremely important when it comes to becoming a disciple. I'll give you a story. I've said this story before, but I'll give you a story. Um, I'll give you a couple stories. One will be from um, the sayings of the Desert Fathers. There was a holy man by the name of Pambo. It's a funny name. Uh, I think in Arabic it's uh, Bimwa. But the, this Ava Pambo was uh, begged by Saint Athanasius to come down from the desert to Alexandria. So Alexandria is in the north, the desert in the south, but because the Nile flows from uh, south to north, he's saying, come down from the desert. So he went down and seeing an actress, um, he began to weep. Not like an actress today, but probably more uh, an actress in that time was uh, uh, maybe involved in, in more than just acting. So seeing an actress, he began to weep. And those who were present asked him the reason for his tears. And he said, two things make me weep. One, the loss of this woman. Two, that I am not so concerned to please God as she is to please wicked men. So I, I'm sad, I'm weeping because first this woman is lost. She's gone down a, a wrong path. And secondly, that he's looking at himself now, he's judging himself. He says, how she pleases wicked men, I'm not as concerned with pleasing God. He's able from this situation that God ordained, he's able to take a spiritual lesson. And it's also a spiritual lesson to us. In our lives we're very busy. We have lots of things that we have to do. And when it comes to our spiritual life, we, we oftentimes we say, I don't have time. I don't have time. And I, I saw um, a quote this week that really shook me because when it comes to my uh, physical health, you know, whether it's uh, exercising or even just doing stretches or when I always say I don't have time. And, uh, but this quote applies both to my physical and your physical, to my spiritual and your spiritual lives. It says, the person who says he doesn't have time or she doesn't have time does not have priorities. 
does not have priorities. There has to be a first, and we have to give time to that first. There has to be a second, and we have to give time to that second, and a third. We need to make priorities in our lives. And sometimes making priorities in our lives means putting what is important in front of what is urgent, or what is nagging, or what is begging for our attention. So for example, uh, uh, an, urgent, an urgent trip would be uh, you know, a trip to the hospital. I have to go, I, I have to take one of my children or myself to the hospital. You would say that that's very urgent. But before we can go to the hospital, and Basarabhan has given this example as well, you have to have gas in your car. So the hospital is urgent, but if I have no gas in my car, then the gas station is even more important. And that could be a lesson for us in our spiritual lives, our prayers, our fasting, our, our time that we give to God is important so that we can make those urgent trips or handle the urgent needs in our lives. But to give you hope, I'll give you a second story about four monks from Shahid, very ascetic monks, and they went to the same great saint, Amba Bimwa or Saint Pambu. Each one revealed the virtue of his neighbor. And I think I've said this story before. So each one re- revealed the virtue of his neighbor. Not, they didn't boast about their own virtues, but one would say, this guy over here, he fasts a great deal. And then they say, oh, but this second one over th- here um, has great poverty. He's poorer even than all of us. And this third one over here has great charity and love. And then they said, and then this fourth one over here has lived for 22 years in obedience to an older man. This was the, 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 the pattern in the desert. Monks would go, they would become old, they would need disciples, and so a disciple of a monk uh, would take care of that monk and his needs until he passed away. So he said, this one has been a disciple to an old man for 22 years. So Ava Pambo said, I tell you the virtue of the last one is the greatest. Each of the others has obtained the virtue he wished to acquire. The one who fasted, fasted. The one who wanted to be poor was poor. And the one who wanted to practice great charity, practiced great charity. But he says, the last one, restraining his own will, does the will of another does the will of another. Now, he says, now it is of such men that the martyrs are made if they persevere to the end. Why is this a good story? Why is this a hopeful story? Because the story tells us that we don't have to be creative in our ideas of discipleship. Discipleship is very simple. We just have to follow the pattern that has been given to us. And in that pattern of discipleship we follow the will of another now to follow the will of another is very difficult to follow the will of another is not something that can easily be done but it takes time it takes practice it takes energy and that's why you know in the in the perfect situation we are attached to, to somebody else whether i'm attached <coughs> to my spiritual father or i'm attached to my parents or I'm attached to uh, taking care of another person, 
or I'm attached to a spouse, all of this helps in my ability or in our ability to grow, to learn, to do the will of another. To do the will of another. Even, forgive me, even sometimes God sends us diseases, sends us sicknesses. He doesn't make us sick. He doesn't make us, uh, gives us these tribulations to persecute us. But He allows these persecutions, these trials, these tribulations, He allows them to become a teacher to us, to be obedient, to be uh, fighting against our own will, our own desire. So what, what can we take from this? Christ says, if you want to be my disciple, you have to hate others. And this is a hateless hate. Hateless hate. It's not a, a hate where we're um, vicious or, or contemptible towards that person. But it's about a prioritization. My love for God is so great that nothing else can come in the way of that love for God. Because elsewhere, you know, he says we have to die for our enemies. How can he cause us or ask us to hate in one verse and cause us to, to die for those that we don't even, you know, think about loving or it's difficult to love in another? This hate comes in terms of a prioritization. But the question that we're asking is, do I want to be his disciple? Do I want to be the disciple of God? We take this first story about the one who looks at his own life and says, I'm not doing as much as others are doing in pursuits that have no meaning, like this actress who is pursuing after wicked men. We can become experts in our lives in so many different places, but when it comes to the spiritual life, it always takes a back seat, and it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't need to be that way. We can prioritize our lives to be spiritual people and be successful in the day-to-day. It doesn't have to be an either-or. It doesn't mean I have to, in order for me to be an excellent, uh, excellent at my job, that I have to sacrifice my discipleship and my primary role in my relationship with God for something that has no meaning, that has no eternity to it. I have to be able to make that priority. And then the second story about doing the will of another. Ask ourselves, let's ask ourselves now, when was the last time I seriously went to confession? Not just to, you know, unload my sins and walk away, but I go to confession also to ask my spiritual father to direct me in my spiritual life and that I'm ready to hear what he's got to say and to apply it in my life. Because the sacrament of confession, of repentance, is not, I'm not putting my hope in that one individual, but I'm putting my hope in the Holy Spirit to inspire that individual based on my faith, based on my trust in God, that God will speak to me through this individual. When was the last time I honestly went to my father of confession? When was the last time I sat down with myself for 20 and 30, for 30 minutes and examined my life? Every, every one of us goes to a doctor, I hope. Some of our doctor's visits can be 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Imagine it like that. 
It's not something that we do all the time. Of course, if we did it more often, if we had a good insurance plan and a good doctor who's always available, and we can go to that doctor every week, the, the time would be shorter. But this now is an opportunity during this fast where I can take the <coughs> 30 minutes to sit by myself and to examine my life. Remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about the way of the pilgrim and I read that part from the book I said, I don't really love God. I don't really love my neighbor. I'm not very religious. Uh, I'm filled with pride and arrogance. And that individual went through and examined his life. Maybe it's time for us to do the same so that we can again turn to be true disciples. When was the last time I focused on my spiritual life so that I read my Bible every day? I read my Psalms every day. I gave to the poor or I gave to the church consistently. These are not rules I'm making up, right? These are, these are the idea, this is the idea of discipleship, that I follow the will of another. So with fasting, right, coming up, everyone likes to kind of tailor the fast according to their own uh, you know, needs, and I'm guilty of it as well. But maybe this year we, we need to fast and just stick to the rules. Follow it to the best of our ability. It's an easy fast, right? Sushi, fish, it's easy. Uh, when it comes to the morning, you know, when it comes to the morning coffee, maybe I skip the first one and I, I, I just wait until my, the second round. I, I, I stay hungry a little bit. I deny myself. In this idea of denial, it's, part, it's all mixed with, with, what, with what we call discipline and discipleship. I deny myself sleep, so I wake up and pray. I deny myself the desire to do one thing, you know, we could turn off the TV for those who love football. We could turn off the TV and we can turn it on again at Christmas and still the playoffs you know, are just starting around January 7th and we haven't really missed much. Uh, we will miss some college bowl games. But these are just ideas. These are just thoughts. We can do things to, make, to, to quiet ourselves down, to be more uh, open to hearing what God has to say to us. And we pe can be creative. Don't talk to me about food. I'd rather we talk about uh, what, what we're doing with our money during this time of the year. Are we planning to buy another sweater for that person that already has 15 sweaters? Are we planning to buy you know, the pointless kind of gifts that we already, we already know? We already know, you know we, we have a lot. Thank God we're, we're in a, uh, a land of plenty. Maybe we should think creatively what to do with our money this year. Maybe I say to somebody, I'm giving you not the sweater, but something smaller. And with the rest of that money, I've made a donation to the families of those that were killed in this last year in Egypt. Maybe we can tie ourselves to those who are suffering over there. We can be creative in this fast. It's not just about milk and cheese and chocolate. It's about what we do. It's about what we do with our with our day to day, with our time, with our time and with our money, and with our relationship with God. This is very important when it comes to discipleship.
the church is always trying to convince you that what we do here will satisfy you. What we do with the fasts and with the prayers and with the coming to church at 8 o'clock and the, and the evening vigils and all this stuff, what we do here will satisfy you. And this is a hard sell because, you know, when I'm selling, uh, you know, fava beans versus something that's like in and out, everyone's going to say in and out is better than, you know, eating fool and filet. Right? It's a hard sell. But what we're trying to say is it's not about the food. It's about forgetting what you want. And instead of being self-centered, becoming Christ-centered. And this now is the time where we reorient ourselves to become Christ-centered. It's not as difficult as we think. It's just the first, the beginning part, we get over that hump. But once we get over that hump of just starting and having energy and putting a pattern together of, or, or a, a schedule together of what we're going to do, it becomes a lot easier. And what we need to do now is to become sensitive to God, to the voice of God, to the direction of God. In this space, during this next you know, hour and a uh, hour, hour and 15 minutes, it's for us to work hard towards orienting ourselves. And remember everything that we said last week and the week before, you know, let's participate together. Last week, actually, it was one of the most wonderful liturgies for me because everybody <coughs> was singing together because I had emphasized that everyone has to sing together with a loud voice. Let that continue this week. Let us encourage ourselves with this fast. If there are times of visitation where you're visiting a friend or friends are coming over, encourage. I know we, let, we show our love when we show our food and the way that we make our food and everything, but encourage in the spiritual life. Encourage with prayer. Encourage with reading the Bible together. This is the time of the year to do that. Don't get sucked into what society is having you focus on. <coughs> Consumerism and materialism and purchasing and gifts and all this stuff. That's not the point of the season. Let this fast adjust us. And let this fast encourage us. There were a couple other points about discipleship. I'll just say two more. Real quick. First off, the problem in our church is a lack of discipleship. The problem is a lack of discipleship. The, and I'm, every, every problem is a lack of discipleship. From, you know, the, the, the worst event that in my time, you know, with the, the killing of this bishop, at least not the worst event, but a very shocking event, the killing of this bishop, to any little thing that happens in a, in a marital issue or any little thing that happens in a family is a lack of discipleship. It's a lack of letting somebody come in who, is, who has a spiritual compass to say this is right and this is wrong. And we have to open ourselves up to that. So that goes back to that spiritual father aspect. And then the second thing is this quote by Abba Beeman. He says, Give not your heart to that which does not satisfy your heart. Give not your heart to that which does not satisfy your heart. And the fast is a time for us to purify our hearts and focus it on the, the one thing that will satisfy our heart, which is Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory.
now and ever into the age of all ages. Amen. Amen.